الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سبعة يظلهم الله في ظله يوم لا ظل إلا ظله إمام عادل وشاب نشأ في عبادة الله عز وجل إلى آخر الحديث أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو سسبكت علماء كرام رضيزنا اللذ هذا حديث شريف that Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah has quoted in his kitab Bukhari Sharif. This is a very, very comprehensive hadith which gives us a prescription of how to save ourselves from the severity of the day of Qiyamah. The day of Qiyamah is a very, very severe day. The hadith, this has been described that the sun will be the extent of one mile above the heads of people. One mile meal, the word meal that is used in the riwayat and hadith, some explain meal to refer to one mile as we understand distance. And some say it's that meal meaning that like the size of a needle. If it's one mile, the distance of one mile also, with it being thousands of miles, hundreds of thousands of miles away, the intensity of the heat is unbearable. When a person is out in the middle of the day, he cannot stand for a long duration out in the sun. Can be imagined when it is just barely one mile above. And as a result, people will be actually drowning in their perspiration due to their amal. But the apparent means will be the heat of the sun. So that's a very, very severe day. And on that day, a very great favor of Allah Ta'ala would be that a person is granted the shade of his arsh. That would be an extremely great honor, great blessing, great bounty of Allah Ta'ala. That Allah Ta'ala's arsh and a person has the great blessing of being in the shade of that arsh. This would be actually an indication that his pathway to Jannat is open. Because on the day of Qiyamah, he's been given already this great honor. And this honor is already an indication that the road forward is all in place. This is already the direction that you have taken, the direction to Jannat. So what is the manner to get this? What is the prescription that is being given? So in this Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam mentions the various A'mal. Various categories of people are mentioned, which is actually in reality various amal which these people have adopted in their lives and as a result they will gain this great honor on the day of Qiyamah the Sahaba Ikram were the first recipients of this they would never have in any degree understood that besides these seven things don't worry about anything else just put yourself somewhere in one of these things then do what you please that was never something that could have crossed their minds also. 
it was very clear to them that the amal that are compulsory in deen, person five times salah, his zakat, his fasting, his hajj, all the other obligations of deen, staying away from sin, all this is fundamentally important for this salvation in akhirat. Stick it to jannat is based on this. Directly to go to jannat is based on this. But yes, there are certain amal that add value to a person and it gains the special privileges on the day of Tiamat. That if he has excelled in this, he will gain these great bounties. In this Hadith Sharif, Nabi Wasallam explains these categories of people actually which refers to amal. The first aspect mentioned is that Imamun Adilun Imamun Adilun is a just ruler a person who is in some authority a ruler doesn't only refer to a person who is the ruler of a country but a person in any degree of authority a person is a father to his children so he is a imam over them a person has authority over his wife, so he is the imam over her. He is an employer, so his employees, he is an imam over them, he is a ruler over them. And any sphere of life where he has some authority over anybody else. He is a teacher over his students. He is in any field where somebody has to take instructions from him. He has to be overseeing somebody. Then this is something that he is now been placed in a position of authority. He is a kind of ruler in that situation. How does he fulfill this responsibility? It's not something that gives him some right to do anything as he pleases. Rather it's a very very great responsibility. And this responsibility is something on the one side if he does it correctly, discharges it properly. He is completely just. Then he gains this very great privilege on the day of Qiyamah. But there is no such thing as a vacuum that a person is neither doing right and not doing wrong also. That doesn't happen. That he is not doing what is right and simultaneously not doing anything wrong. There is either Iman or there is Kufr. There can't be both Iman and Kufr joined at the same time. It's one of the two. Either there is Iman, and if there is a lack of Iman, there will be Kufr. Likewise, there is either justice, and if there is a lack of justice, there will be injustice. It can't be that a person is not just, but at the same time, he is not unjust also. He cannot be both not just and not unjust. It's either he is just, or he is unjust. Either he is practicing on Adal, and if there is no Adal at that moment, then there will be Zulm. It's one of the two. It can't be both. It can't be neither of the two. So this is the very big issue here, that a person who is fulfilling Adal, mashallah, he is on the path to gaining this great privilege on the day of Qiyamah. That he'll gain the shade of the Arsh of Allah Ta'ala. And Allah forbid if there is a lack of this Adal, then there'll be Zulm. And when there's Zulm and oppression, then that on the day of Qiyamah also is something described. One is besides what comes in dunya. 
الظلم ظلمات يوم القيامه نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم says ظلم and oppression this will be a cause of severe darknesses on the day of qiyamah and in darkness a person doesn't know where he's heading so he's not aware where he's heading when he has to cross the sirat on the, over jahannam and he's in darkness where he's going to fall so that is a very very dangerous and very severe situation and that is the message that has been given to us that in every sphere of life, a person has some authority over somebody else. He has to be just. Many a times, there's a double system, double standard. A separate standard for ourselves, a separate standard for others. If we made the same mistake, then the response that we expect from others is, well, these kind of things happen now, you can't make it too serious. These things happen. Insan is insan after all. And insan is bound to err, so now I'm a human being, so I made a mistake now, what's a big cry about it? And if the same thing somebody else did, don't you have any brains? Can't you think? And what's your problem? And that these are very, very mild ways in which this will be then taken on, multiplied by 150 times to get some kind of understanding of how things happen. But now the same thing when we did it, then it was a different standard for ourselves, that insan is insan, he makes a mistake. Somebody else did it, then it's a very, very different situation. The wife has to do it, then it will be taken on another note. And the husband do it, does the same problem, well, just keep quiet now, leave it. So this is a double standard, but it is as a lack of due to a lack of adal, lack of justice. That the justice that we want for ourselves, or that, that manner that we want to be treated, then we deal with the same. This is just one dimension of this. Otherwise, adal, justice is a very broad concept in every aspect of life it will come. To the extent that in the Hadith Sharif, one incident is mentioned, where once one Sahabi was sitting in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and his little daughter came running in. So he picked her up with affection and he put her on his lap. And after a short while, his little son came running in also. He picked him up also with affection, he kissed the child and put him in his lap. Nabi Islam said, you didn't treat them justly. How fine a line this is. So this is the first aspect mentioned in this Hadith Sharif. Nabi Islam says that the person who wants the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah, then this is the first category that will get the shade. Imamun Adilun. That he is just in everything. He is just in how he deals with situations. He is not making a distinction because of who it is. But because of what the issue is. On that basis he is taking a decision. Doesn't make any difference whether it's somebody close to me or somebody who's a stranger to me. The decision must be based on what the issue is. This person belongs to me in some way. Is somebody that belongs to my family or belongs to my community or belongs to my friend, circle of friends. And the other person, I don't know where he's from. I have no idea who he is. So this person is 
treated differently and that person is treated differently whereas the issue is the same. This is a clear indication that the justice is missing. So this is a very, very crucial thing in life. And it starts off with the person being just with himself. Just with himself in the sense that he is using this bounty of Allah Ta'ala, this body and this faculties Allah Ta'ala blessed him in a just manner. He is not being unjust upon himself. Otherwise, this is a zulm. Inna shirka la zulmun azim. Allah Ta'ala says shirk is the worst oppression. So shirk is the worst oppression. Sin is also an oppression. Shirk is the worst. Sin is not as bad as Sin is not as bad as shirk, but also an oppression. Imam Bukhari in his kitab, he titles a chapter, Zulmun Duna Zulmin. There are some zulm which are lesser in category than other zulm, but it's still zulm. So the very, very crucial thing is to make this effort to be very fair and just in all our thinking, in our dealings, in a person's thinking as well. He's not being influenced by Issues that should not be part of that thinking. He's thinking in a way that what Allah Ta'ala has commanded him. He's thinking on the lines of what Nabi Islam has taught. He's thinking in a way that will earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. Then he'll be able to be just. So Imamun Adilun. Then Nabi Islam says, وَشَابٌ نَشَأَ فِي عِبَادَةِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ The second category of person is the person, is that youth, that young person, who grew up, who spent his youth in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Fi ibadatillahi azza wa jal, in the worship of Allah Ta'ala, the ibadat refers primarily to the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Now the person in his youth, that youth is a very, very delicate time. Youth in one hadith sharif, Nabi Islam says, ash-shababu shu'batum min al-junoon. It's a branch of insanity. Doesn't mean the person is mad. What it means is that when a person in that youth, if he hasn't direction, he hasn't taken direction from somebody, then like a person who has lost his balance, he cannot think clearly. He cannot think correctly. This person too is just influenced by anything around him. Anything and everything that seems to have some attraction, it just takes him headlong. So like a person who hasn't the full balance of his mind, this person also, and as a result, he'll do anything and everything, then regret later. Now he'll regret Allah for both sometimes and it's too late. But in the time of that youth, he did not get overtaken by this intoxication of youth. Youth also has its own intoxication. Various things have their intoxication. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says that "Innakum ala bayinatim min Rabbikum, malam tazhar fiqum sakratan." That you'll remain on the clear path from your Rabb, provided that two intoxications don't overcome you. Then you'll remain on the clear path. You'll remain on the straight path of Deen. You won't get waylaid and won't get derailed. Provided that these two intoxications don't overcome you. Malam tazhar fikum sakratan. 
Sakrat hubbil aish wa sakratul jahal. One is the intoxication of chasing the luxuries of life. Meaning, all the time want a better life. Now the better life of dunya meaning, that how you can live it up, that becomes the object, that becomes the direction. One is a person, is trying to fulfill whatever his necessities are, is trying to fulfill it in a comfortable manner, fine, no problem. But, where that becomes the goal. So every time, whatever he has is not good enough. There has to be something better. And everything new comes on the market, then he is not content until he has it. No matter whether what he already has is more than adequate for him. What he already has is serving the purpose better than he can want it to. But now there's some new features in that, which he might not even know how to use it in, the, in an event. Time to come, if he manages to learn how to use it, he might not end up using it still. But because it's there, so now he has to have it. So this, when this becomes the situation, the sakra, now Nabi Islam is describing this as an intoxication. An intoxication, a person when he's overcome by intoxication, he can't think. His thinking is completely stunted, his thinking is blocked. Now he's only taken along by that feeling of intoxication. He cannot reason. In the Quran Sharif, the nation of Lut alayhi salatu wasalam, Allah Ta'ala describes their excesses and how they conducted themselves. One particular ayat describes the same issue. That لَعَمْرُكَ إِنَّهُمْ لَفِي سَكْرَتِهِمْ يَعْمَهُونَ that now, these angels came along in the form of handsome young people. They, this, Allah Ta'ala says, لَعَمْرُكَ إِنَّهُمْ لَفِي سَكْرَتِهِمْ Their intoxication got the better of them. Because this lust comes to a point of complete intoxication. This uncontrolled lust comes to a point of complete intoxication. And in that intoxicated state, then a person forgets everything. When he reaches that state of that intoxication, due to that haram lust, uncontrolled, then he forgets everything. He forgets he's married, he forgets he has children, he might forget he has grandchildren, he forgets Allah Ta'ala obviously, he forgets all the insan around him too. He forgets there's a tomorrow, he forgets what will be the consequences, Forgets everything. But now the person later on fathoms, but how could you be thinking in this way or what? But the issue is that this became an intoxication. The person in an intoxicated state, a person has abused something, he's become drunk, intoxicated, he's walking down the road, how does he walk? Everybody is watching this fellow, he's wobbling, he can't walk straight, he's shouting. But it, he has no idea of what he's up to. What an embarrassment he's creating. What a kind of disgrace he's bringing upon himself. But at that point in time, he has no idea what he's doing. That intoxication has overcome him. So likewise, Allah Ta'ala says, these people, this intoxication overtook them. Because this in, when a person gets caught up in something that incites haram lust, for example, looking at something haram. He's looking at some filth, whatever he's 
up to. So now this is something that starts lighting. It's like a drop at a time. Like a person drinking now. is drinking some intoxicant. So it's a drop at a time. Now initially that one drop doesn't seem like it did anything. It's already doing its damage. But the damage is not already apparent. But now the one drop. So he feels now nothing happened. I'm still carrying on with life. And I seem to be enjoying myself at the same time. So then the second drop. And the third drop. The fourth drop. Then the next gulp. And then after that it's gulp after gulp. And then he doesn't even know what he's doing. Then he is overtaken by this intoxication. And he is no more in control of his mind. He can't think. He can't make any decision correctly. So like that drunk person walking down that street, making a big din, knocking into something, falling somewhere, and he just doesn't have any idea of what he's doing, this person in that intoxication of lust, he is not interested in what's going to be the consequences. Later on he'll be very, very regretful of it, but at that time he can't be bothered. What became the issue? This intoxication. So the same issue here, Nabi Islam is saying, وَشَابٌ نَشَأَ فِي عِبَادَةِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ That this young person who did not allow this intoxication to start also, this young person who withstood that challenge, that youth was all bubbling, and all that vigor and that energy was bursting, and all the temptations were there. And at the same time, on the other side, he is keeping himself that Allah Ta'ala is displeased with all these things. Yes, whatever temptations are there, I am being drawn in the direction. I am not going to break the command of Allah Ta'ala. I will bear this with patience. And he remains steadfast on the command of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala loves this so much. That this person is being given this special, this category is being specifically mentioned. And this person is being given this honor on the day of Qiyamah, that he will be given the shade of the arsh of Allah Tabarak wa ta'ala. Because at that time all the doors were open for him. To go in any direction he wants. Do what he wants. But he restrained himself. And this is that restraint which takes sabr. And that sabr, that innama yuwaffa sabiruna ajrahum yagayri hisab. Those who adopt the sabr, their reward is limitless. So this is indeed a sabr, it's a very big sabr. And especially the time of the year that we are now approaching. When everything is beckoning and everybody is going in all directions. And a person still trying to remain firm and steadfast. Like in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam describes that a time will come that the person who will remain steadfast on deen, kalqabidi alal jamar, like a person trying to hold on to a hot ember, meaning it takes a lot of courage. But yes, the person who adopts that courage, who remains firm, Allah Ta'ala then makes his hand able to carry it to. Allah Ta'ala provides that ability to be able to hold on to it. And he carries on through it. So this is the category that Nabi Islam mentions. وَشَابٌ نَشَأَ فِي عِبَادَةِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ 
Then the third category mentioned in this Hadith Sharif is وَرَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ The third amal that will gain the person this great honor on the day of Qiyamah that will be under the shade of the Arsh of Allah Ta'ala that person whose heart is attached to the masjid person whose heart is attached to the masjid so obviously he cannot be in the masjid as we say 24-7 he's got his family to take care of he's got his own needs he has to go and work so he will be fulfilling all this but his heart is attached to the masjid one simple way of judging this attachment is a person is constantly looking at the watch every now and again as the time gets closer that is it how much time left for salah now when he's going to bed he's setting his alarm not one alarm two alarms and in this time of summer when fajr is very early he's setting even three alarms too to ensure that he doesn't miss his salah on time doesn't miss his salah with jama'ah now that is the sign that his heart is attached to the masjid. That now he knows what time is salah with jama'ah. He is timing everything accordingly. He knows what time is jama'ah for zuhr. He is working his plan around that. His work around that. Rajulun qalbuhu mu'allakun bil masjid. Otherwise, unfortunately, sometimes it is that we are in the masjid also, but our heart is far, far away outside. So this is something which Nabi Wasallam is giving us this virtue and fadila. What a great thing it is. That a person's heart attached to the masjid. The masjid, masjid is a place of where the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala is descending. It is a place where the malaika are. It is the house of Allah Ta'ala. A person whose heart is attached to the house of Allah Ta'ala, the heart is not something that can pay attention to two things at the same time. This heart cannot be attentive to two things at one time. A person whose heart has become attached to the masjid, that heart cannot be attached to the casino. Attached to the house of Allah Ta'ala, where is going to now get attached to the house of shaitan? That heart cannot get attached to the house of zina. Attached to the house of the Allah, house of Allah Taala, where is going to be attached to the house of Shaitan? So it's not just one thing only. It's only to do with Salah. Salah is obviously the most important pillar of Islam, and his heart being attached to the Masjid, obviously his Salah will be in time with Jama'ah in the Masjid. But it is beyond that. His heart being attached to the Masjid will keep it detached from all the places of Haram. That he won't be able to go close to those places. My heart is in the masjid. If I have to go somewhere, I go to the house of Allah Ta'ala. I don't go to the house of Shaitan. Don't go to the places where all kinds of fitna are taking place. Where there's all kind of haram ha- happening. Intermingling taking place, music playing, and whatever else. It seems to be very exciting, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. In whatever name it happens. But his heart is attached to the masjid he'll be more than a fish out of water in such environments. He would not be able to be there. So the heart being attached to the masjid is a very great na'mad because it keeps it detached from other things, from other places. So, وَرَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ 
Then Nabi Islam says, وَرَجُلَانِ تَحَابَّا فِي اللَّهِ اِجْتَمَعَ عَلَيْهِ وَتَفَرَّخَ عَلَيْهِ Those two people who love each other only for Allah Ta'ala. In other words, there is no worldly motive. And obviously, when there is no worldly motive, worldly motives are sometimes permissible also. Meaning a business motive. So business motive, halal business is permissible. In fact, there is virtue for it also. But this was not purely for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, this was for one's business. So, here it is purely for Allah Ta'ala's sake. Rajulani tahabba fillah. So now when it's not even worldly motive, obviously any haram motive, that is out of the question. So this love is sincerely and purely for Allah Ta'ala. Ijtama'a alayhi wa tafarrakha alayhi. They gathered on this note, and they departed on this note. Allah Ta'ala make our gathering for this note also. That we become the recipients of these great virtues on the day of Qiyamah. So what we understand from this is, one is, Tahabba fillah. They love one another only for Allah Ta'ala. When this muhabbat fillah is so great, then what will be the level and the rank of that person whose heart is infused with the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. When Allah Ta'ala is showering such great rahmat and blessing on two people who loved one another for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. So that person whose heart is infused with the love of Allah Ta'ala, what can be described about him? This is what we need to work for. What we need to acquire and achieve. And this is something that we need to make the mujahada for. These things come by striving for it. By repeatedly trampling that nafs when it is distracting a person from Allah Ta'ala. And each time a person is trampling that nafs, each time that he is suppressing those haram desires, he is getting closer in the love of Allah Ta'ala. Because he is doing this for Allah Ta'ala. So this is the Next category that Nabi Islam also mentioned, Rajulani tahabba fillah, ijtama'a alayhi wa tafarraqa alayhi. Then Nabi Islam says, wa rajulun tasaddaqa bi sadaqatin, fa akhfaha hatta la ta'lam ashimaluhu ma tunfiqu yaminuhu. That a person who then gives some charity, he spends in the path of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, he spends in some good cause, and he does it in such a secret way, just by way of explaining, Nabi Islam says that what his right hand has spent, his left hand doesn't come to know. His left hand is part of him. It's not something that his right hand can do, his left hand can't come to know. It's part of him. But in other words, if there was some way that where one hand did something the other hand could not know, then the left hand won't know about it. So in other words, if the left hand also won't know, the person sitting next to him, he'll come to know. His neighbor, where his neighbor will come to know. The person who is working alongside him, where he will come to know. Meaning with such ikhlas and sincerity he does it, because he wants nothing but the reward from Allah Ta'ala. He doesn't want any recognition from anybody. He doesn't want any acknowledgement from anyone. لَا نُرِيدُ مِنْكُمْ جَزَاءً وَلَا شُكُورًا إِنَّا نَخَافُ مِنْ رَبِّنَا يَوْمًا عَبُوسًا قَمْتَرِيرًا Don't want anybody to even say that Jazakallah to Somebody says it, that is his responsibility and his duty, but he is not even desiring that. 
that now this person didn't even, didn't even acknowledge, didn't even say Jazakallah also. No, we don't even need that too. He didn't do it, that was his, he got deprived. He should have done it. But the person doing the good, he is not even desiring that too. He didn't say Jazakallah, that's his issue. Who we did it for? If we did it for Allah Ta'ala, then is Allah Ta'ala aware or not? And has Allah Ta'ala acknowledged it or not? Allah Ta'ala is aware. So if Allah Ta'ala is aware, and He is going to reward, then why we want any recognition from Him? Or acknowledgement from Him? Or any kind of uh, return, favor return from somebody? If He did it for that person, then ask Him for the favor in return. But He did it for Allah Ta'ala, then ask Allah Ta'ala. So this is that ikhlas which is being, that message of ikhlas and sincerity. That a person does anything, then it will gain that acceptance. Now this was done with that ikhlas. So it gained that acceptance. What level of acceptance that is gaining him this great bounty on the day of Qiyamah, that he will be under the shade of the throne of Allah Ta'ala. When others will be drowning in their perspiration. Then Nabi Islam says, وَرَجُلٌ دَعَتْهُ إِمْرَأَةٌ ذَاتُ مَنْصِبٍ وَجَمَالٍ فَقَالَ إِنِّي أَخَافُ اللَّهِ That a person who has been invited to haram by a woman of high lineage and great beauty. So in other words, this is shaitan completely beautifying the whole scene for him. It's not somebody down and out in the streets and not somebody that is actually distracted from. The person is a person of great beauty, the person of great high lineage. And she is inviting him towards haram and sin and zina. And what is his response? His response is, Inni akhafullah. Whether he says it in these words, or whether he acts it, meaning he runs from there. That is what the message is. That he responds that I am afraid of Allah Ta'ala's wrath. I cannot do such a thing. There is an incident mentioned in the books of history about one young person. He was one day, one, he was passing somewhere. Actually, this girl had seen him and she became very, very uh, overtaken by his love. She was a very wealthy person. So one day as he's passing again the house, every day she's now timing it. So she sends her servant to say that this person got very sick in the house, please come and help. And he doesn't know what the reality is. So he comes into the house to see what's going on now because now in case it's a life and death situation. So now he needs to, well, respond to it. So now when he comes inside, suddenly he realized this was a trap. That now this dog got locked behind him. And now this girl in all her adornment is inviting him towards sin. So first he tried to explain himself out. Then she started using another line of, that if you try to avoid this, I will make a big hue and cry here. And I will in, call people to say that you came here to come in, Kobud Haram. You came here to take away my izzat. Now he was in this difficulty. So now when a person truly has the fear of Allah Ta'ala, he is sincerely wanting to do what is right. Then Yusuf Ali taught us the lesson. That he was trapped. 
And he knew all these doors a lot. But he made amal on fafirru ilallah. That flee towards Allah Ta'ala. He was away, these doors are locked. When he was trapped in that palace of Zulekha. But he ran towards the closed doors, the locked doors. And as he ran towards the locked doors, the Mufassirin explained there were seven doors, all locked up. Meaning from room to room, running till the outside. And each door that he approached, Allah Ta'ala caused it to miraculously open out. But he ran till the door. He didn't stand there and say, well, if the door is locked, what can I do? The door is locked, but he could run till the door, he ran till the door. When he got to the door, Allah Ta'ala caused it to open. So, when the heart is truly thirsting for this, that I need to do what is right, whatever the temptations are in the heart, whatever, but I need to still do what is right. Allah Ta'ala inspires the person of how to come out of situations. Now, this person was in a really very severe situation. So he thought came to his mind, he says, okay, just let me first go and relieve myself. Where's the toilet? Show me where's the toilet. So she told the servant, okay, take him to the toilet. So what he did was really, which is outwardly very, very, somebody might say disgusting, but if that disgusting situation, inverted commas, will save somebody from something which is more disgusting, and that was something very, very, not just tolerable, something very preferable under those circumstances. What he did was, he actually relieved himself in his hands. And then he put that all over his body and closed everything. And then he came out of the toilet in this state. And when she saw him in this state, she just started shouting, this is a madman, get him out of here. And they chased him out of the place. He came and he immediately had one dirham, bought one soap and went to the river, cleansed himself, washed himself clean of all that najasat. But the Mu'arrikheen and the historian state that ever since that day, people would get a natural fragrance from him. And a fragrance which they couldn't match with any either. And for a while he had completely kept this quiet. Nobody, people would ask him and he would just, eventually when somebody had really insisted upon him, then he explained this is what happened. But he put the, all the odor upon himself to save himself from the haram. Allah Ta'ala blessed him in this way. So this is that aspect that a person who is truly and sincerely seeking to be steadfast, Allah Ta'ala will open the way for him. So Nabi Islam is saying, this person who has been invited towards haram, whether it is in that manner, whether nowadays he suddenly receives some text message, he receives some social media message or whatever, and often many of these messages starts off to appear like an innocent conversation. It is nothing but an invitation to haram coming from a non-mahram, is coming, the pretext would be something or the other, but the invitation is towards haram. And the simple response, not necessarily even in words, for oneself is, inni akhafullah, and gain this great bounty on the day of Qiyamah. Then the Nabi Islam says, that 
رجل ذکر اللہ خالین فسادت عینا دس از دا لاسٹ کیٹیگری منشن دیٹ پرسن ہو ریمبرز اللہ تعالی ان سالیٹیوڈ از الون نو ڈسٹریکشن ودر دیٹ الون مینس ہی از فزیکلی الون دیٹ ٹو از انکلوڈیڈ ودر از الون ان ہیز تھاٹس نو بڑی ایلس نوز وٹس بینگ آن ان ہیز ہارٹ اینڈ ہی از کمپلیٹلی کلیئر ہیز ہارٹ آؤٹ آف اینی تھنگ ایلس in his heart is only the remembrance and the thought of allah taala aur rajulun zakar allah khaliyan fafadat aina and in the love of allah taala or in the fear of the azab of allah taala and this is generally out of love of allah taala now his eyes are also flowing with tears this remembrance of allah taala whether physically in solitude also or whether just that his heart was completely emptied of anything else allah taala loves this so much that he is also included in this great category on that day also will get this great bounty on the day of qiyamah so this is the prescription rasulullah sallallahu alaihi is giving us that these are simple things no difficulty in all this and especially this last aspect is the key to everything else this last aspect that is mentioned is really the key to everything that a person who has truly developed the remembrance of allah taala in his heart the remembrance of allah taala is the consciousness of allah taala we started off on adal that was the first point who will have true adal that person who is conscious of allah taala i want to just blurt out anything now but i'll have to answer on the day of qiyamah so is this going to be the just thing to do or is this going to be zulm so that adal also will come if the person has zakar allah he has the remembrance of allah taala in his heart the consciousness of allah taala that shab and that youth who grows up in the obedience of allah taala who is that person who has the remembrance of allah taala in his heart the person whose heart is attached to the masjid who will be he'll be the person who has the remembrance of allah taala in his heart and all the other categories the person who is doing something but doing it only for allah taala sincerely is spending that wealth in the path of allah taala only for allah taala who has allah in his heart the remembrance of allah taala has permeated his heart so now he'll do for allah taala alone person who is being taken towards haram but he's saying inni akhaf allah who's going to say that who remembers allah taala so the zikr of allah taala has to be developed this is something not to be regarded as a casual thing an optional thing no this is an extremely important thing in a mu'min's life no day of his should be without the remembrance of allah taala and there are so many ahadith which mention the various tasbihat various azkar and the number of times the one who recites this 100 times this virtue the one who recites this 70 times this virtue the numbers are mentioned and in any case nabi in the quran sharif in several ayat allah taala gives the command uzkurullaha zikran kaseera remember allah taala excessively excessive remembrance la yazalu lisanuka ratban min zikrillah keep your tongue moist with the remembrance of allah taala and in this hadith sharif in solitude also the heart in allah taala's remembrance so when this remembrance of allah taala will develop and will strengthen and will permeate the heart and all these things will come alive in a person 
So this is what we have to work towards, especially in this time of the year, when the remembrance of shaitan becomes intense. People are all the time discussing same things. Where they're going to go, what haram they're going to do, people are planning all kinds of evil, all kinds of evil functions and environments are all being prepared to attract people towards all the kind of sinful things that will happen there. In this time, the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala has to be increased for our own protection and for the protection of our homes and families and the ummah at large. So Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we bring the zikr of Allah Ta'ala alive in our lives and bring ourselves onto all these amal that we mentioned as well. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين